0: I'm going to actually, I need to, to start with an apology. I gave Henry my text, and I have studied the text. I have even preached on the text. And don't worry, your hymns and other readings will go perfectly well. And I will even tie in the original reading And my sermon. I don't make a habit of this, but when the Lord lays something heavy upon your heart and you spend many hours reflecting and writing, I think at this point today and in this time that this message is not just for me and my soul, but for your soul. And if I tried to preach the other text, I would be unfaithful to my conscience, which is bound by Jesus and him alone, and you would not receive the best of me. So I apologize to you, Henry, for your prep with other hymns uh, and with your readings, but uh, I do trust that the Lord will give me the words to tie all of these things together. So first, I do want to look at the original text. So if you would turn... In your Bibles to John chapter 15, starting in verse 1. Now that's page 1071 in the church Bible. And you will see a heading there that says, I am the true vine and Henry has already said that in him, and those words are repeated in our text. So let us look at God's word together. Starting in verse 1 of chapter 15 of John's Gospel, and the word of God reads I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit. He takes away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, He prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you. Unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit. Apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me. He is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my word abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. But by this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Jesus testifies to he being the true vine, that he would be the sustainer and the life giver. He professes that the Father is the vine dresser, the one who tends the vine, the one who ultimately cared for Christ in his ministry and in his life. And we, as the followers of Jesus Christ, should be in him. This is the union with Christ that we have when we came to faith. The gift given to us by our God, we find rest in him. We find that only true fruit can be brought out of us as we rest and trust in our union with Christ. We would even see in the text that if you are not bearing fruit, then you are not of Christ. For only those in the vine can bear true fruit of God. It must be something that we bear And anyone who does not abide is thrown away. You see, the Father is glorified down in verse 8, that you would bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Jesus speaks these words that it would be proof that we would know Him intimately as we rest in Him, as we uh, are in union with Him that he would be the beloved. He would be the one which we see as the all in all and live by his commandments, ultimately the Father's commandments which were given to him. As I studied this text and as I studied in my time away camping, which ultimately uh, I will push that off to the reason as to why I had a shift, my kids running around and I actually had a moment of silence. A chance to rest, to think and ponder: Who is this Jesus? Who is this Savior which I trust in? Who is this one that I should call beloved? And I was drawn to the book of Song, the Song of Solomon. It's said in the fifth chapter, starting in verse 10, if you would like to follow along, that is, page 668. God's word to us here in this chapter, starting in verse 10, reads, My beloved is radiant and ruddy, distinguished among ten thousand, His head is the finest gold His locks are wavy Black as a raven His eyes are like doves Beside streams of water Bathed in milk Sitting beside a full pool His cheeks are like beds of spices Mounds of sweet-smelling herbs His lips are lilies dripping liquid myrrh, his arms are rods of gold, set with jewels, his body is polished ivory, bedecked with sapphire, his legs are alabaster columns, set on bases of gold, his appearance is like Lebanon, choice as the cedars. His mouth is most sweet, and he is altogether desirable. This is my beloved, and this is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. The ESV renders there in verse uh, 16, this, uh, uh, he is altogether desirable. This is my beloved, and this is my friend. But the King James, or known here as the authorized, chose to translate it. Yea, he is all together lovely. This is my beloved, and this is my friend. The word of God makes such a bold declaration through "She, the Bride." She speaks these words of the Lord, speaking of His eloquence, His radiance, His beauty. Such words could we find upon our own lips? She's all together. Desirable and lovely. Is the Lord Jesus Christ who you have put your faith in maybe just a few years ago, maybe 20 years ago, maybe just last week, or maybe you are a non believer sitting in the pew today? Have you come to seek the one? who is altogether lovely. Is the Lord Jesus Christ to you altogether desirable? You see, He is the Christ who is lovely today. The Christ who will be altogether lovely tomorrow and the Christ who will forevermore be altogether lovely. Is He the one who you came to meet with here tonight in worship and in praise. The bride, she says, of the radiant one, the one of beauty, the one that shines above all others. He has a face that is like health and life, that is true beauty, that no other man or human being could be like is this the one who you rest in is this the one who is giving you life as you rest in his vine is he the altogether lovely one is your lord and savior elevated above all things Is there anything in your life that sits above him, that takes a higher place, that is more beautiful, that is more lovely? Brothers and sisters, let us be and come back to if we had wandered away if we have lifted other things above our Lord and Savior, may we come back to the one who is altogether lovely. He is the one that we should worship. He is the one who we should praise. You see, by our text in John 15, as we love Him, as we rest in Him, as we praise Him in all His glory and beauty and radiance, as we truly believe that He is the finest of jewels, it is in Him that we would bear much fruit For we would find ourselves to be of humble estate before our King. We would find ourselves to be on our knees or laid prostrate on the ground. Knowing that there is nothing above our God and our King. Do you, brothers and sisters, desire Him who is God above all and any other thing? He should be our beloved. And we shall call him friend. Can we call him these things this day? Let each of you search his heart today and every day that you would come before this altogether lovely one and ponder the words written here in the Song of Solomon? Would he be the fulfillment of all things good and beautiful in your life? Dear ones, it is easy for us to be able to go to our Lord and shout from the hilltops that he is altogether lovely and desirable when we can say, Look how my Lord has blessed me. Look at what He has provided for me in my life. Look at the prayers that He has answered for me. See how He has set me free from my sins and the bondage of my flesh. See how He has saved my children from destruction and from the evil one. See how my friends have come to the waters of baptism because of the administration of the gospel to their souls. See how he has done such magnificent and glorious things in my life. See how he has given me rest. Oh, he is altogether lovely when we receive When our cups are overflowing with joy because we have been blessed and we see the mercies and grace of our God. Oh, He is the beloved and He is friend. Oh, that we would tell the earth of His glory and praise Him as good and for His goodness. That we would shout from the mountaintops to our sons and daughters to our parents, that our children who are believing may shout to their unbelieving fathers and mothers, oh, daughters of Jerusalem, hear about my beloved. It's easy in the times of abundance to give praise, to know, to rest, and that union with our Lord. To see the fruit that bears on the vine. To rest in the one who we are in, baptized into the newness of life in Him when we received the waters, raised to life, being cleansed by His blood. But maybe today, when you walked through those doors, Maybe today you have struggled. Maybe you have struggled to be able to come here to this place to worship God with glad and jubilant heart. Maybe you have struggled to see your Lord as altogether lovely through the pain of life. The sins of your life which seem to not be uh, relieved through your prayer and petition before God. Maybe the sins of the outward world have come crushing upon you and you have been a victim of someone else's sins. Maybe you do not find the Lord Jesus Christ desirable above all other things. Maybe this and the Mars of life have robbed you of his beauty. But I say to you, who are low in spirit and heart, today the Lord Jesus Christ is with you. He calls to you. He says that I am the one who knows your name. I am the one who called you from death into life. My body is... Given as a sacrifice for you, my blood spilled so that you may have life and have it abundantly in me. That you would trust in me, that you would rest in me no matter the pains and the sufferings of this life. Meet with me, come to me, do not lose hope. The Lord Jesus meets with you today like He meets with the woman at the well. He who met her there on that day revealed her heart. He revealed her sin. He revealed her unbelief, her pains, her trials, her suffering, her waywardness. Her unbelief and dead religion Yet even as the Lord God reveals these truths to this woman who was an outcast, a victim of her own sins and maybe the sins of others, in the heat of the day she leaves the water which she painstakingly would have had to draw herself. In the hottest parts of the day she leaves it behind because this one who stood before her and revealed truth, and love, and mercy, this altogether lovely one, this beloved one, she was filled with joy and excitement. With exceeding joy, she runs back to the city. Come and see this beloved one. Come and see The friend of sinners. Come and see He who knew me and my heart's afflictions and pains. He is the one to be praised. He is my friend. He is the one who will set me free from my enemies. She was captivated by His beauty. Are you? Do you desire to live for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is above all other things? He is altogether lovely. He is altogether desirable. Are you willing to sacrifice your sins and lay them down and be humbled and contrite in heart and repent of your evils. And for those in unbelief, repent of just that, your unbelief. Are you willing to come to the one who is lovely and forgiving, merciful and just? Even in your trials, are you willing to turn back to the one who you once praised and loved for the goodness which he bestowed upon you. May your mind this day be drawn back that our Lord and Savior has not always looked lovely in image. This altogether lovely one suffered at the hands of men. He suffered upon a cross for you and I. He, after being beaten and scourged, bruised and afflicted, skin ripped from His bones, nailed upon a cross, pierced in the side, men and women would stand at the foot of the cross, rail against Him in His ugliness of flesh, he had no desirable view for anyone who looked upon him. And yet the criminal by his side would look upon a battered and bruised man and would rail against the other criminal. He that day who suffered alongside of Christ I imagine said He is altogether lovely. He is altogether desirable. Christ I give my life to you. You are God. You are King. You are the Christ. Though you look like no king on earth, you have no gold or silver, you are altogether lovely, and I believe in you. And we all know the words which Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise, As our Savior bled and died upon that tree, the Father saw the beauty in His Son who was righteous and good. He was altogether lovely, radiant and beaming with faith even unto death for sinners like you and I. And He would be glorified And he would receive a new, restored, glorified self upon his resurrection. This radiant state which we see in the book of Revelation. This one who shines with all brightness and glory. This one who has much beauty and wisdom in his gold locks or white locks. He who is strong and mighty, the conqueror. He, the one you worship this day, all together lovely. He is our beloved. He is our friend. I ask of you again, brothers and sisters, did you come today to worship that God, Have you come this evening to find rest and refreshment in the altogether lovely one? Have you come to sit in his presence and know that he is present with you to be restored by his goodness? Have you come to feed upon him Do you desire day by day to rest in Him, to be with Him, to read His Word, to pray to Him, to understand Him more, to live for Him, to bear fruit for Him, to seek Him for forgiveness when you have turned astray? Dear ones, trust not in your own ways. Do not believe in the world's love and loveliness. Treasure not the things of this world, but put your things in the heavenly places. See, Christ is worthy of all praise, all adoration, all of your time, all of your strength, all of your effort. Bear fruit for the kingdom of God. For he is uh, enthroned in the heavens. He is the one who is in power and rules from the heavenly places. He has authority in heaven and on earth. And therefore, see him as the lovely and honorable one to serve here on this earth. Be the people of God who would see your Lord and Savior as the altogether lovely one, your beloved above all things, and as your friend. If you sit here tonight and hear these words and do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He is here for you to receive. As his people gather, his presence is with us. If you do not believe that he is desirable, lovely, beloved, and friend, hear the truth of God from his word. Pray to God that he would Transform your heart. Pray that he would show you that Christ is above all things, preeminent in all things, beautiful above all things. The one who provides eternal life and life and strength and bread and water for today and tomorrow and forevermore The unbeliever, come to him who is lovely. For the wanderer, the backslidden, and even the pious, and those who find strength in self, those who have built scholastic ability and great knowledge of the doctrines of Scripture and of the text itself, humble yourself before God and come back, in simplicity of faith to the one who is all together lovely. Rest today in him who is God and be restored and filled with the love of God. Knowing that even though you may not see his blessings and his restoration this day. He is the God who is with you and worthy of your praise. Let us pray. Father God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks that even in our wicked and sinful ways, in our disobedience to you, in our waywardness, in our pride and lust, you have been faithful to us. You have been faithful to us, though we have not been faithful to you. In our unbelief, you saw it fit to come to us. You condescended to man in the form of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You came down to man so that we may know God to be with us. You have blessed us with the gift of the Spirit who dwells in the heart of the believer. Father, may we rest in Him who is lovely. May we rest and be filled. May our cups be overflowing with joy and love for our God. May we be ever thankful that this One who has restored us to You is the One that we rest upon That we have been made anew in Him. That in Him we have all things, even in this life, but more to be had in the next. That in Him we have salvation. In Him we have the newness of life. In Him we have all that we need. Father, this day call us back to You with the simplicity of faith. Draw us in heart and mind to Your Son, Jesus Christ. That we would understand that we are clothed by Him. That we have been washed by Him that we once once were sons and daughters of disobedience, but have been made new. We find ourselves in the one who is altogether lovely this day. Help us, Father, in our unbelief. Help us in our times of need. Be with us. Strengthen us for your glory and for your kingdom. May we be a blessing to you this day and each day which you give. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.